You're listening to The Influencer Podcast, episode number 41. This show is brought to you by our free tip sheet of the month, Attract Your Ideal Audience, a completely free tip sheet that will help you cut through the clutter, get crystal clear on who you're talking to, and help you start attracting and growing your audience today. You can grab your free tip sheet at juliesolomon.net forward slash newsletter. Welcome to the Influencer Podcast. Each week, Julie Solomon, a marketing strategist and New York Times bestselling publicist, takes you behind the scenes with successful influencers, blog and industry elites in conversation to share how they engage, persuade, and grow their unique influence. Her mission is to share exclusive insider tips, wisdom, and action-based tools to help you strengthen, monetize, and build your own industry-leading influence. Before we dive in, I want to give my warm appreciation to our reviewer of the week, and that is Miss Missy Rays, and she says, after several months of feeling stagnant with where my life was headed, heartbreak, failure, and other emotions started invading my brain, I decided to start searching for podcasts that could help me shift my mentality. I'm so grateful I found the Influencer Podcast. It has brought so much strength into my mental health by providing ideas on how to keep building my vision for the near future. It has provided so much valuable information that I've incorporated in my current career, and I can't wait to put it to practice with everything that I've been learning when my business launches. Well, thank you so much. I'm so glad that you have found value and help with this podcast. So of course, I want to hear from more of you who listen in each week. So make sure to subscribe to the Influencer Podcast over on iTunes. Give us a review so I can highlight your review in an upcoming episode. Make sure to screenshot this episode on your phone and tag me on your Instagram story at Julie Solomon, our guest at Simply Spaced. And hashtag the influencer podcast to let me know that you're joining in today. As you know that I love to share those screenshots on my story too. Last week, I shared the importance of saying no so you can open up new doors and say yes to the things that really excite you. This week, Monica and Melody, the co-founders of Simply Space, are giving you the three method strategy that will streamline your workload and showing you a sneak peek into how they completely transformed my office space and you're getting a freebie too. Hello, influencers, and welcome to this week's episode. Now, today is pretty exciting and just personally um, just part of kind of everything that I've been going through the day. So it's kind of, it's going to kind of be like a full circle episode, if you will, because I am chatting with two girls who I actually met because of this very podcast. That is right, friends. We actually do meet online and are able to collaborate from there. So after Monica and Melody, the co-founders of Simply Space, DM'd me about listening to the podcast, I started to follow their page at Simply Space and immediately began admiring their work. When I tell you that these women are beyond organized, creative, and excellent at what they do, I am not joking. Monica Lead and Melody Messick created Simply Spaced, an organizing service and lifestyle company focused on transforming cluttered minds and spaces, which of course, when I saw that, I was like, hello, they are talking to me. Um, Monica and Melody are passionately committed to helping you shift from overwhelmed to overjoyed by sharing the principles of minimalism, streamlining, and simplifying all in style. So after I stalked their feed and read up on their company, I knew that I had to work with them some way, somehow. So I came to them as most entrepreneurs do, completely overworked, overcluttered, and overwhelmed and their creative vision and attention to detail brought about an office transformation in my home that I could have never imagined myself. I am super thrilled to have them on the podcast today to share exactly how they used a super simple and strategic three-method system that transformed 
my office space and really transformed how I tackle my daily workload. And coming into this new year, it's really just been eye-opening for me. So we also have a fantastic freebie coming for you with today's episode, so make sure to stay tuned for that. And without further ado, I am so excited to welcome Monica and Melody on the podcast today. Hello, ladies. Hello. Hi. We are so excited as listeners to your podcast. It's a huge honor to be able to not only talk to you today, but also to work with you. So we're so excited. So exciting. Thank you so much. I appreciate it. Of course. And it it really has just been such an amazing um, experience to be able to kind of see how you guys work because I have learned so much. I mean, not only just the fact that I feel more organized in my space, but really how your method can kind of transform just the day-to-day activities to getting priorities accomplished. So um, I would love just to go ahead and really jump in and would love if you could share with us um, how, you know, this whole thing for you guys came about. Um, you know, what what essentially do you kind of offer when you're going into either someone's home or office space? How do you work with someone? And what are those components when you start to um, collaborate on something? Sure. So I'll, I'll start, I'll start with sort of how we got into the industry and then we'll jump into some of the other things that you're asking about. But Melody and I basically, I, I, we both came into the organizing industry independently and somewhat, I'd say unexpectedly in 2014 because of sudden life events. For me, it was a car accident that made me sort of question my career. I was working in the film industry at the time as a production designer and I wasn't happy with the hours that I was working and I was traveling a lot. Um, it was just looking for something more. And I realized that I wanted more life work balance. And I was sort of doing organizing jobs in between film jobs. And I found that this was actually a thing. It was right when organizing was starting to be a thing. And I was like, wow, you can actually make money doing this. This could actually be a career path. I started looking into it. And, um, that's when I reached out to Melody, um, on Instagram, like all good romances start. (laughs) (laughs) And, um, maybe Melody, Melody can speak to how she started. Yeah. So I also entered professional organizing really unexpectedly. It was actually an uncomfortable falling out I had with my then boss, who actually was an influencer um, before the word influencer was a thing. And I found myself unemployed suddenly. And I was like, oh gosh, what do I do? And it had always been a dream to have a small business and organizing was something I was really passionate about. And I thought, hey, I heard this is a thing. Why don't I give it a try? So coming from kind of a content background, the first thing I did was hit Instagram really hard. And so I was finding other organizers on there and stumbled across. Monica had liked something of hers. And that's actually how we first got connected. And yeah, and I, I think she liked what I what I had posted or what I had posted. And I was like, oh my gosh, she's amazing. And she had this great personality. And I think she, as a partner, we just kind of clicked because I think we both had differing qualities. And she really spoke to me. I was like, oh, she has, she's so good on camera. She has all these, you know, amazing personality traits and she's she would be a really good partner. So I basically decided that we were going into business together, whether she liked it or not before I even knew her. And uh, it all worked out and we did. Um, and maybe you can speak to how we started the company and yeah. how we started and how we are now. And then we can talk about like what we actually do. Yeah. So the concept behind Simply Space was originally a media company or a blog, like many of your audience members. Um, we wanted to create a site that was all about organizing productivity, minimalism, uh, and is actually intended to be kind of a moonlighting project, something we did on the side. Um, and over time, we just realized that the services really were where we could easily create 
a profitable business. So we had to follow, um, kind of our instincts and going towards services more. But I think the benefit in us starting with the idea of having a content driven company really helped us because from day one, we were being really intentional about what type of content we were producing, what imagery we were using to represent our brand. So I think that we have this unique setup and that we are fun- foundationally, we're a service company, but we always really were thoughtful about the kind of content that we were producing. Do you think that that kind of like this whole surge of the of the social media space really kind of brought about uh, the idea of how you wanted to execute your business? Absolutely. I mean, it's, it's, it's also helping us grow the business fundamentally. I mean, we're, we're now realizing that we can reach a bigger, bigger audience. We're not having to do as much advertising. We're doing a lot of um, promotion on social media to get awareness for the brand. And now as we step into like a bigger, as we grow, cause we're actually growing right now, growing the team and growing our, growing our business that there's so many opportunities in the influencer space to really capitalize on that growth. And that's something that's really unique to the position that we're in right now. And then I know that you guys kind of have um, a couple of, I know that you have methods, which we're going to talk about in a little while, because I think that they really do go beyond just like this organization strategy, but really kind of more of like a life strategy of getting back to really kind of simplifying your day so you can grow your business. But you also have some belief systems. And um, I would love for you to share what those are, because I feel like that Um, really what you guys offer and the core of what you do really does start with these belief systems and then how these kind of translate into some of the tactical work that you do. Sure. Yeah. So we have three you know, beliefs we love to bring into everything we do from the services we provide our clients with to the content we create online. And the first is that simplicity or simplifying creates space that we all need to thrive, whether it's in our personal life or our professional life. And essentially that came out of both of us realizing and really um, resonating with the fact that we're all so inundated with detail, you know, social media and all of the demands in our professional and personal world. It's just super distracting and honestly exhausting. So we saw this again and again with our clients that people really just felt overwhelmed, whether it was like physical clutter in their space or just all of the demands in their day-to-day life. So simplifying is really what we teach people how to do in their home and in their life so that they can create more time and space for whatever it is that lights them up and they want be doing more of. And for many of our clients, that is their business, um, whether it's a personal business or in their career. So that's really, you know, the foundation of what we do. And then the next, it kind of builds off of that is that we believe that filling your life with fewer high quality things is a much better way to live and ultimately brings more joy into your life. So, you know, we live in a time where consuming really cheap things is so easy. You know, we're marketed to all the time and items are fast and cheap and ultimately breakable. So people overconsume and are, you know, drowning in clutter in their, in their homes. So we really try to teach our clients to think about quality. Um, because once you shift looking at the quality of the items that you're bringing into your home, um, you start to ask yourself different kinds of questions. Like, am I going to keep this? Do I really need this? Is this a temporary thing or am I going to use it long term? Um, so that's a really big thing for us is, is really, teaching about quality, um, to kind of get rid of all of this, like fast consumption habits that people kind of form in our society. Mm -hmm. And then the last is we think that anyone can get organized. I think there's, um, 
you know, a misconception that some people are born organized and some people aren't. And we know that that's not the case. You know, there's really simple principles and practices that anyone can learn and implement in their home. And that's kind of what we do. So it's an exciting thing for us because we see the transformation that people can experience in their life and in their business once they get organized. Uh, And we know that they can actually achieve it, whether they think they're organized or not. So that's kind of yeah, go for yes, it. no, and you just made me think of something because I would love to touch on that a little bit more because I feel like all that like there's so many times that we hear, you know, that idea of like we need to get more organized and okay, sure, yeah, that's going to help us. But you know, for the listener out there, that's kind of like I I either don't have the tools to know how to do this a little bit more effectively myself, or um, I feel like I'm as organized as I can be, but my life is still overwhelming. Like I would love for you to kind of share really the, you know, why it's so important to really kind of strip down some of these layers. And I know that we're going to give a couple of examples here in just a little bit, but really the importance of kind of starting from that, from that core space and then building out from there, or is it more of like a reverse engineering idea? Absolutely. So for most, I mean, we all have 24 hours in the day. So a lot of times when people feel disorganized, uh, they feel like they have a lot of clutter, a lot of looming to-dos on their list. What happens is they get stuck. You know, they, they feel like they can't really create the progress in whatever it is that they're trying to do in the way that they want. So what we see is, you know, we work with a client, a lot of times they have some goal or thing that they really want to be spending more time on. Um, for instance, maybe it is, you know, starting that business that they've always wanted to start or starting that blog that they've been meaning to start. But whenever they start, try to get started, there are all of these distractions that pull them away or they feel like they don't have the tools they need to really get started. So a lot of what organizing is, is eliminating distractions, clearing up the physical, the mental, the digital clutter that's keeping you distracted, and then setting yourself up for success by taking in all of those tools that you need, organizing them around you so that every day it's that much easier to get started on whatever it is that you want to be doing. I love that. That's a great, that's a great explanation. So to speak to what we do, we're, we simply spaced our full service organizing company. Um, we work out of New York and LA and we work with busy parents, working professionals, people that want to get organized, but also optimize their life. So that's really, that's really who we're working with regularly. We do some virtual, virtual offerings, um, in terms of coaching and virtual space organizing, but the majority of what we do is in home and in person. And that covers everything from homes and offices, space organizing, everything from pantries to garages. We do paperwork. So that's like setting up active systems for people, mailing stations, um, processing backlogs of paperwork. We do digital. So that's like including digital backup document desktop organizing. Um, we do mementos. So everything from kids art to travel mementos and also photos. And I say that not to like sell our services, but just to say that these are the areas that people get hung up on and that our method and the method, the method that I'm going to talk through right now is a method that anybody can apply to those areas of their lives that tend to be the majority of the things that give people that get people stuck, right? Those are the areas that people don't know how to work through. And that's our main focus. So we're kind of generalists in that regard. Um, so as far as our, our method, we at Simply Space have a three pronged method that's different maybe than what other people are doing, but it's, it's our method. And that's a simplified streamlined style method. 
It's a three-pronged approach that you can apply to any space, any project. Um, take it or leave it. Take some elements. Take Leave some elements. But for us, it really works. It's easy to remember, and it's just an approach to how to tackle any organizational challenge that you may be facing. So the nuts and bolts of that is the simplifying part, which is really the decluttering. So that's where we always start with clients. That's where we... Go through everything that you have. We did this with Julie. We inventory what you have. We look at each item. We see what's working for you, what's not working for you. We allow clients to um, let go of things. We give them permission to let go of things that they might be hung up on. We kind of walk them through that process. So it's all about decluttering, that simplifying stage. Then we step into the streamlining, and that's really just the second iteration, which is to maximize space. Once we know everything that you have, we want to create the space and design the space around what it is that you actually own. So if that means like buying some containers, it'll fit the space, adding shelving, um, going vertical, whatever it is in that with those things in that space that we're working in, we want to streamline it. Um, so that we're creating systems that op optimize your access to what it is that you own. And then the last part is the styling, which for us is maybe somewhat unique to what other organizers or methods um, relate to, because we, we really do believe that once we know what's working, it's really wonderful to make this space feel good to you. So it's about cultivating a space. Sometimes it does mean bringing in a few pieces to to um, that reflect who you are and what you want to be doing. So um, bringing in containers or beautiful things that make you happy, whatever it is. Um, we want the space to reflect what you're looking to achieve. So there's that style element that we try and bring in. We try to remind clients that it's okay, even when you're organizing and once you've let go of what's not working to bring in the few things that might actually, that you might actually need. Um, because I think that also really inspires people to maintain the space once it's done, if it looks and feels great. Um, so that's our three prong method. Um, and then, and that's pretty much what we did with, with you and your space. And it, it worked, which I loved. And that's why I wanted you guys to kind of, to kind of share that. And so let's talk about that space a little bit more. I would love for you guys to kind of put some of that, those methods and the great explanations that you just gave into action a little bit. Um, so if you could like kind of give us a walkthrough, um, of how the typical system would work and we can even use what we did with my kind of office closet as, as the example. Um, you know, I know that there were some questions that you guys had for me that I kind of needed to answer. Um, and you have a amazing way and how you pick the items based on the needs of, um, of what I needed for my office and kind of where you guys find those items. Because I know that for me as a client of yours, that was always the biggest challenge for me. I didn't know what I needed and I didn't know where to find it, even if I thought I knew what I needed. So I would love to get, um, kind of your viewpoint of how this process all goes down and, and kind of walk us through that. Yeah, definitely. So the first thing that we did with you, Julie, was we sent you these questions. And I think that the audience can ask themselves the same questions and it will kind of inform the way they approach their space also. So the first was, you know, how would you describe your space now and how would you like to be able to describe your space? And you said all the things we love to hear from clients, you know, uh, you said that the space didn't feel that organized and that it felt more cluttered and hodgepodge and a little dark to you. And you said you wanted it to feel clean, white, bright, multifunctional, organized, 
user-friendly, systematized. So we love to hear that because, you know, that's exactly what we do. But also I think it helps if you're asking yourself those questions, it helps inform what you want to focus on, you know? So consider, you know, if you really want to brighten the space, maybe that informs the types of products you bring in, or if it is multi-purpose, which many of our clients have multi-purpose spaces, you know, think about what those activities are that you're doing in that space and make sure you carve out a bit of space for all of the things you need in order to have, um, all of those activities live in that space. Um, then the second thing that we asked was exactly building off that. What activities are you doing in that space? And for you, Julie, you know, you have this guest bedroom that also is your office space. So making sure that you had space for your guest when they are there to hang their clothes and feel comfortable there. But you also had a space of your own to house all of the tools that you need to run and grow your business. Um, so that was really important for us to know to make sure that you had everything in that space that you needed. And then of course, we love to frame it up with why are you getting organized? Why are you looking to organize this space? And then we also ask, what are your goals? And for us, we, we find that a lot of people want to get organized. They completely get the value of it and they're on board, but it's kind of hard to stay motivated and, and to prioritize that over all the other things going on in our busy lives. So I think really grounding that project in a why, like I want to get organized so that I can grow my business or I want to get organized so that I feel good in the space. It just kind of motivates um, you to stick with it until it's completely done. Mm -hmm. Um, so for you, Julie, you wanted to be able to have all your tools accessible and, um, to have a really functional space, um, that would support, you know, continuing to grow your podcast and develop great content. So for us moving into your space, we knew we needed to make sure that all of, you know, your podcast, materials and equipment, all of, you know, your content planning calendars and such were really highlighted accessible for you in that space. So we really wanted to prioritize that based on what you sent back to us when we sent that questionnaire. And then how, how do you guys kind of decide on, you know, the items based off of kind of, obviously every client's going to be different in those needs, but do you, do you measure the space first? And then just, of course, with your experience of doing this so much, you're going to kind of have a good idea of what products are going to work better for that space and that person. Yeah. I mean, well, it really does start, it really does go back to our method, which is like for you, we, because we wanted in the first step when we did the decluttering, we pulled everything out, we inventoried it, we touched it and we did the whole, you know, decluttering of it all. And we landed on what we knew we needed. Then we went to the streamlining part because we knew what we had. So we had this inventory and we built what we purchased around what you actually had and we how to house what you needed. So we did the product research and we figured out, okay, here's what Julie has. Here's the inventory of it all. How are we going to fit this into this space? And for us, I mean, I'm just I'm going to be honest. We shop at the container store a lot because it's like a one-stop shop. It's very easy. They have everything you need. You can build, we built a custom closet for you in, you know, just a couple hours using their, you know, alpha system, which is really customizable and modular, which you can move around and it can grow with you. And we got all of our bins and things there because it's a one-stop shop. It just works really well to get all the things. And they actually have things that reflected what you had asked for, which were beautiful boxes. We were able to get things that looked really good, but it was all built around that inventory that we created of what you actually had and what you needed to put in into and, that space. And what I also love that you guys did just to kind of add this personalized element to it, 
And I'd actually never seen this done before. And I think that it's just something that really makes you guys unique, but, um, because you do have such great handwriting is the writing. And I thought that that really brought in when you were labeling things and doing stuff like that. And of course, if anyone listening, if you guys want to get a visual of this, we, we did a walkthrough, um, of, of pictures that you guys are going to be able to see on the blog. If you guys want to see that of kind of before and afters, but they really made sure to kind of listen to what I needed. And then they added those personal elements and that personal touch, which I just felt made it and made it feel more intimate to me and more relational to me. And so I thought that that was also a fantastic idea and just something that really kind of brought it like full circle, so to speak. Right. Well, and I think that that is the personal thing. There's something about handwriting. I mean, it's very trendy right now, but um, it does add a personal element to it and it makes it beautiful. And that's why I say it's, it's, it's okay to do those kinds of things. It's okay to bring, I think sometimes people think that organizing is just about getting rid of things, but you actually do want to make it beautiful. And if you have a beautiful label, I mean, that's the thing about labels. That's why we use them. They're very, it it trains your mind to put things back where they go. And when you have a beautiful notebook holder with a pretty label on it, you're more likely to put it back there. And that's the, that's a system that's great for you. It's great for whoever else is working in your space. It's motivational. And over the long term, I think that it really is a subconscious um, motivation factor. So sometimes people think, oh, it's just pretty labels. But the reality is, especially for working women like yourself, you want to feel really great in your space. You want to feel motivated. You don't. You want to feel like everything has a home. You want to feel inspired by the access that you have to your things. You want to know where that podcast mic is, you know? <laughs> where to put the things that come in, like whatever people are sending you, you want to have a home for everything. And so all of that really ties into, to taking the time to create the space and make it look great and feel great. And sometimes, yeah, beautiful labels really help. (laughs) They really do. And I'm super excited because if you're listening today and you want to kind of take some of these tactical items that they've been sharing with us today and really try and streamline that method for yourself, the simplifying the streamline with the style, um, Melody and Monica have been awesome enough to um, create and offer us a guide that is going to be printable and downloadable for you guys today. It's your freebie and it's organizing your office for optimal performance. And it is a checklist of steps to organize and kind of set up your space with a few tools that help with organization and productivity. And so it's going to be a great list. Make sure to head over to theinfluencerpodcast.com to get that now if you want it. Um, So with that said, um, I love everything that you guys have been able to kind of get to us to kind of show us to this point when it comes to streamlining and organizing. But I want to switch gears a little bit and talk about you as a business and um, both of you as a brand. So I know that one thing that we had spoke about earlier um, before um, chiming on today was the importance of growing a team and how growing a team really helped you guys level up to that next stage of your business. So I would love if you could speak to this um, and let us know how growing your team really helped you guys think bigger picture and longer term. Because I feel like as, as a brand and as a lot of people who are listening, who are startup companies or they are their own brand or they're trying to grow their business, this is where they, they tend to sometimes get a little hiccup. Sure. I mean, growing a team, it's been, I mean, both Melody and I both started out independently, but I think that what we realized really early on is that the collaboration between the two of us, first and foremost, was amazing. And that that's why it worked to, you know, go into a partnership together. But as far as growing a team, I mean, I see growing as a team, uh, growing a team as an investment, not only in yourself, but in your brand. And for us right now, where we sit currently, we're very much in a period of growth. 
um, we've had a full-time employee for a year and a half. Um, that's been amazing. Um, it's been the best investment ever. And, and now we're in this position of growing a team of contractors. Um, but our assistant has really helped with the logistics and the day-to-day operations that for us have become total was really just like the tedium that was unsurmountable. Like it was just too much for us in the day-to-day because for the majority of our days are spent in client sessions and that's really all consuming. You may spend an entire day, you know, just with a client. And that means there's emails coming in and calls coming in and admin to be done and who's doing it. So having that person really, we were able to delegate a lot. Um, and that was, that's been hugely paramount for us. Um, and now we're in a position where we can have a team cause we're, we're expanding and we've been doing this for several years now. Um, where our team can also go out and do the organizing. We're training people to do what we do so that they know, you know, what it is that they know our process and our method and they, and we can actually shift gears a little bit to be refocusing on the, on this, on the business and the brand side of it. Um, and I mean, as far as delegation goes, I think that it's also like a huge organizing principle that we, that we try and teach our clients, which is that, you know, when you delegate, you're, you can spend that much more time working on the things that are important to you. I mean, it's hard. I think it's very hard to see the 30,000 foot view for your business when you're inundated every single day with all the tedium and all the, you know, never ending to do's. So growing a team has just exponentially helped us. And it, you know, it started with getting a partner and it's, then it was getting an assistant. And now like a year and a half later, we're growing a team. And so it doesn't happen all overnight, but once you sort of master one area, it really, you, it opens the doors for growth. And then when it comes to business owners and brands kind of being influencers themselves, I would love for you guys to share how you've navigated this side of things um, and really kind of the importance of building a community and what that has looked like for you guys when it comes to influence and partnerships. Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, we are, we person, we are a business, a service business first. I mean, that's what we, where we started. Um, but I guess at this point we're sort of considered micro influencers because we've built a bit of a following and we like to share on social media and our blog, the tips and tools that we use. So we're really stepping into that space, but in particular, because we're now expanding, Melanie and I are also stepping more into influencership consciously because it supports our growth. Um, I am obviously you can, when you're an influencer, you can build notoriety for your brand and awareness, um, without necessarily having a manager or an agent or publicist. I mean, we're not spending money on ad dollars <laughs> through our influence. So it becomes, it, it's really in tandem with the services side of the business because it really does help our growth. So we've been very intentional and in 2018 are, we're being extremely strategic. So it's a shift from focusing on just the services and building a business into, um, you know, strate- strategy and influencership. It's a whole different approach that's very supportive of this new expansion. So we're, it's just a conscious shift that we're doing. So it means, you know, we're, starting by being on a podcast and listening to the influencer podcast. And, um, we are doing more collaborations and we're approaching clients. I mean, we have like a full list of, you know, great clients that we've never done any kind of public 
uh, collaborations with. So in 2018, we're kind of approaching things a little bit differently by using that influencer space. So it's just a really different way of approaching what this next year will look like. Um, but I think that marrying the services and the influence together, it has like a, a very unique advantage for us because um, we're also able to bring the experience that we have with our clients and to to the influencer so we're giving fresh content what we're sharing what we're learning um, and I think that that's a huge advantage for us and I think a additional thing on that is you know because we're in LA and New York we can't work with everyone I mean hey if someone wants to fly us out we'll come work with you but like we can't reach every single person with our services in the states so to be able to reach people and share our organizing tips and tricks. Like it really does. It's kind of a cherry on top of what we do because it feels really energizing to know that we can help people from, you know, across the world. I mean, it's just a really fun part of the day and age that we live in where we can reach people that we can't necessarily work with in person. Right. And to go back to the question about growing the team, I mean, that's only possible because we are growing. Mm -hmm. So we were not in a position to really do that. I mean, I have all this, I have like 5,000 blog posts that I've wanted to write and I haven't been in a position to write them because, you know, we just work all the time. So part of what's happening now, like bringing on this expanded team and growing, it just means we now are, we're able to move into more content and more creation and more of the things that, you know, so we can reach a bigger audience, which is really exciting. Yeah. And I think that some of those things, you know, with, with time and, and, you know, the desire to write more content and all of that can, is, is always a challenge. And it's something that is, you kind of have to navigate it as you grow and as you start to scale as well. Um, which also kind of makes me, um, think about the different platforms as well too, because I know that that was another challenge that we had talked about. Um, there's so many different social media platforms that we feel like we need to be on. And of course, since what you guys do from a service side of things is so visual, you may have certain platforms that are going to be more interesting or more attractive to you than others. But I would love to kind of talk a little bit more about that and how maybe even some of your method and systems with how you guys structure a space could also fall into how you may structure your online space. Yeah. Well, early on, Monica and I thought we had to be on every social media platform. And I think that that's really common. You know, we feel like we're missing out if we're not everywhere Uh, because we see big brands or established influencers everywhere. So we think we need to do that too. And so we put a lot of pressure on ourselves in the beginning and ultimately that handicapped us because we were spreading our attention thin and ultimately tying ourselves out and not getting as many, as much results. So it was early on where we had a conversation. We realized let's just focus on one platform. And we chose Instagram. Of course, like you said, Julie, like much of our work is very visual. So Instagram was the perfect place for us to be. Um, so we got rid of Twitter. We, you know, didn't put as much time into Facebook and we just put all of our energy into Instagram and it was immediately better for us. We were getting more results and it was a much more enjoyable process. And we ultimately were able to kind of create this mini micro blog on Instagram. Um, and so because we've been focusing so much on that, it's really become, become more automated and easy for us over time. And now just now we're looking to refocus on other platforms in addition. And that really does leverage 
a, a core organizing principle of being s- really simplifying things and focusing in on one thing at a time. It's such an interesting point. I mean, I, it was like Christmas. I remember it's just such a seminal moment in my mind when Melody was like, oh, we're, we're just going to be on Instagram. I was like, thank you. It was <laughs> Ever because I, I literally, I remember being so stressed out about like, oh my God, I didn't push it to this and we didn't do this. And it was just, it was way too much. And I was like, we're not living our mantra here. We're not simplifying. This is too complicated. And when we did it, it was literally a relief. And then, and I mean, the most interesting part of all of that, I think is what she just spoke to, which is that over time, you know, we were able to automate it. So now it's like, okay, Instagram is like, we're, we're, we're good on it. We've got it down. It's like, we got it. Now we have more people. We can like figure out how to grow on other platforms, but that didn't happen overnight. So I think it is, there is something really to kind of knowing what you can do and, and putting your efforts into that. Mm, that's true. It's it, And that's really kind of, you know, know your strengths. So you don't really just completely overwhelm yourself at the end of the day too. And I think that that's always a big thing, whether it's an online platform or a physical platform in our office, that's what we tend to do. Um, I want to talk about tips um, for business growth for a moment. One of the things that I think that you guys are so fantastic at and that we have talked about a ton is um, the importance of having a niche and mastering that. So really being a specialist and owning that corner of your business or your brand is so crucial, especially when we're in this, you know, just this age of oversaturation. Um, So I would love for you guys to share a little bit of how you found your niche, because I think that that is one big question that I get so much from so many listeners is how do I know what my niche is? And then, because I can't niche down until I know what that is. So how you guys discovered it, how you started to master your niche and and really kind of focus in on that. And, um, and then the great success or um, some of the positives that you found from once you did that. Yeah. So we were in the same boat. We asked each other and ourselves, what is our niche a million times before we landed on it? And the truth is I knew that there was a benefit to it, but we have set up our business in a way that we're really generalists. And that was by design. You know, we organize spaces and digital and photo and all these things, because ultimately we really want to serve our client in that way. And typically someone isn't looking to just get organized in one space. They want to organize their entire life. So because we're generalists, it was really hard to find our niche at first, but we, actually had our audience and our clients inform our niche over time. So rather than only having one service offering, we actually just looked at it as who is our target audience and how can we speak to their needs? And that ultimately in our mind became our niche. So we just looked at our clients and we said, what is a commonality here that kind of naturally over time happened? And we noticed that most of our clients are high performing professionals that want to take their, you know, work and their life to the next level. You know, we work with a lot of CEOs and executives and actors and people who are doing great things in their career and ultimately just want to optimize their their life. Um, so in realizing that we were like, Oh great, we don't have to get rid of service offerings to find our niche. Like we really can just speak to that need of, Hey, we know you want to take your business and your life to the next level. Let's tell you how you could do that through these different, you know, organizing principles and by focusing on organizing these different areas of your life. I think that for your audience, you know, just looking at who, what is the demographic of your following and how can you speak to where they are? And maybe you can 
can speak broadly in your field, um, but just speak to a very specific audience. And that can kind of inform how you niche um, even further. Yeah, it's what I mean, Julie, you and I, we are, we all together had this conversation yesterday about repelling the people who aren't your ideal client. And, you know, your ideal client will find you. I think it's once you get really specific about what it is, and it may not even like we're kind of a we kind of niche within a niche. Um, but knowing who our client is has really helped us identify and market and brand and create content. And so it all kind of loops together. Um, yeah. And then did you have any unique ways of kind of figuring out exactly who your client was? Was it more so trial and error or did you guys kind of do a little bit of surveying or was it time or all of the above? How did you really focus in on figuring that out? Well, I think like Melody said, it really came came out of the client base. I mean, we work in LA and New York. We both work with a lot of, you know, friends of friends. It's a word of mouth business for the most part. I mean, we do have Instagram and we advertise that way, but like for the most part, it is word of mouth. So, you know, I come from the film industry. We work with a lot of film people, you know, just a lot. It's, it's really just the people that we've kind of surrounded ourselves with for the most part has become, and then it came out, it was born out of the the client base that we already had. Mm-hmm. But I do think, you know, if you're, audience, if the people listening today are, don't have a service company, I think that it's really cool how easy it is to survey your audience now with social media. You know, I see really smart, Julie, you do this all the time, but I see really smart surveys through Insta stories and things like that, where you can just kind of ask questions every now and again to just really see who, who are these people? Like what stage in their life are they? What challenges are they facing? And ultimately, you know, really narrow in on the messages that you're producing to speak to their needs. Right. Asking who's listening, figuring out who's listening. Many people put are putting out content and they don't actually know who's listening to it. So it is, I think she made a good point about surveying and finding out who are you speaking to? What do they respond to? That's, that's such a good takeaway of just like, I'm, I may be putting this out into the void, but like, are people actually receiving it? And if they are, who are these people? Right. That's a great takeaway. Well, if you are listening today and you want to kind of dive a little bit deeper into some of these strategies, as well as see the fantastic photos of the before and after of how Melody and Monica completely transformed my office space, make sure to go to the influencerpodcast.com where you will find those photos. You will also find access to your freebie today, which is organizing your office for optimal performance. You can definitely find those there. And before we ch- uh, chime off, I would love for you guys to answer the question that I ask everyone that comes on the show and what that is, what does influence mean to you? Um, so for me, I would say influence means accepting the responsibility that you have to yourself and to the world to share your gifts and your insights. Oh my gosh, I didn't prepare this at all. <laughs> um because Monica just nailed it, I'm going to just say for us, I think it really is about community. Um, we've really been able to connect with so many people in our field and develop true friendship. Um, and I realized, you know, if a friend in our field gave me a suggestion, I, I would jump to it. So I think really building authentic relationships and building a community is kind of the avenue or the vehicle to do exactly what just said. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. And so if there are people out there that want to be like me and like I was and stalk you down on social media and your websites, where can they find you if they want to learn more about the services that you offer and how they could potentially work with you? Where is all that good stuff? It's at simply spaced 
com or follow us on Instagram. It's our favorite platform. As we explained, it just simply spaced. Absolutely. And if you listened today and loved these tactical takeaways, make sure to screenshot this episode, tag me, tag at simply spaced, hashtag the influencer podcast, and let us know what you thought and what your favorite part was. So ladies, thank you again so much for all of your just fantastic work and your creative vision and all of the amazing just content and tactical tools that you shared today. And I'm so excited for everyone to see the transformation that you guys are able to do, not only for myself, but for those that are listening. We're so blessed. Thank you so much, Julie. This was great. Thank you. You've been so much fun to work with. We really enjoyed it. Are you ready to create your own industry-leading influence? For show notes, downloads, and action-based tips, head to www.theinfluencerpodcast.com where you can find out more about this week's episode, guest, and our host, Julie Solomon. If you enjoyed this week's episode, please take a minute to go to iTunes and leave a review so we can help other influencers like yourself build their own successful business.